Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. back. We missed a week. Yes. We were giving everybody some time to catch up and see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which I'm not even going to bury the lead, did not disappoint. Okay, so you enjoyed yourself. That's good. Let's let's dive right into it. I let's dive right in by saying this, uh, which I don't think got a lot of fanfare in the lead up to it, but a Sam Raimi joint. Sam Raimi joint, and it shows, man. It absolutely does. It absolutely shows. does. I have been a Sam Raimi fan since way back i loved the evil dead franchise i live for anything bruce campbell does and sam raimi puts bruce campbell in every one of his films uh trivia he's in every one of the three original spider-man spider-man movies um that's right that's right i dig sam raimi's like lens the way he creates a film crafts a movie it's obviously very i don't want to say dark because while this movie was is darker than i guess maybe usual it has a lot of heart it has a lot of humor yes and it's he's able to like layer all of those aspects together like yes Yes. it's dark yes he has elements of horror but he's also able to like it's not all just exclusively one thing and he, which I think is very typical of Marvel movies in general. Correct. From you know what I know of Sam Raimi and movies I've seen of his, that's it's very typical of his style and his direction as well. His style. He, what well, he is a well. First, I think he fits perfectly with the Marvel universe as a director. Of Second, course. well, he did Spider Man already. He did do Spider Man already, but especially with this particular MCU. Yeah. Um, but also, he was a huge uh, Three Stooges fan, and he always talks about that. Oh, okay. And how they influenced his uh, filmmaking. Like he enjoys comedy, and but he doesn't do it at the expense of the story. Like I just, I dig him. Having said that, let's just talk about like the like, you know the Bruce Campbell element. We'll skip around a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Everyone's seen it, so we're Everyone's doing spoilers. Seen it. I so I was looking for him. I uh-huh. didn't know where he'd appear. I think it was great. Uh, I I like that he didn't. I would watch Bruce Campbell read the phone book for an hour. Of course. But I appreciate that he didn't ram him down everybody's throat. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to put him in there. He'll have his moment. It'll be funny. Yep. And a, so I think it was serviceable for everybody. Made guys like me feel great because we were looking for him. Mm-hmm. And. It made younger audiences who don't know who he is laugh. He was the hot dog vendor. Yes. The Also, the Delta 88 Sam Raimi's car that's in every one of his films was featured in that scene driving through New York, one of so, the universes. I have a question for you then, because yes, you'll, you'll know this, and mm-hmm. I only knew this from just reading about it, but there is an Easter egg within the bruce campbell easter egg an easter egg within the bruce campbell easter so like there's the bruce campbell there's the bruce campbell um 
Oh, I know what it cameo, is. Cameo, and then what happens yes. to him? So in the cameo, he, uh, Doctor Strange, can't, like puts a spell on him where his hand attacks him. He keeps punching himself. Yeah. In Evil Dead Two, his hand turns evil. It gets like possessed. There is a ten-minute scene of <laughs> Bruce Campbell alone in a cabin attacking himself with his own hand. And it's some of the best cinema I've ever watched. So, yes, that was the Easter egg. It was genius. It was genius. Oh, um, I, I was, I'm all in for it. What were your so, thoughts, like your initial thoughts before we do a deep dive? My initial thoughts, and I think this could segue into a deep dive as well, is that I did enjoy the movie. Um, I think it is... If I had to kind of put it in a tier, Mm. I think it is a, like, because I have my ranking of Marvel. I've inserted in my ranking of Marvel movies. It is a tier four Marvel movie. So you got your tier one. Right. Which is, for me, exclusively Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. That's tier one. You got your tier two for me is No Way Home Black Panther. Wow. Okay. That's that's the tier two. Nice. Tier three, you got Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Spider-Man Homecoming, the Captain America Winter Soldier movies, Avengers. That's where it expands a little bit. Tier four is like the Doctor Strange movies, uh, Guardians 2. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Um, that's kind of that's tier four. Like still very good, like good movies. I enjoy them. I'll watch them over again. Like there's really like my tier system, there's really no bad right. tier. Like bad tier. As you go down, it's it's really yeah. tough. But like it's it's you know, it's not a top 10 Marvel movie for me. Right. Which again doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing because I think the majority of Marvel movies are good. I don't even know if it's a top fifteen. It, like it's probably in the you know in the fifteen to to twenty range. Uh, maybe it's like a top fifteen. Interesting. I I would definitely say this is and and I'll I'll qualify it too. I, I would put this in my top 10 and not just because it's Sam Raimi and my affinity for him and Bruce and all that, but because this film was, I think, the most unique we've seen in a little while. Okay. Uh, you know, it obviously had, and then like you said, we can segue into this. It obviously had zombie elements, uh, a horror element, but it has too much like civil war um it had two good guys as uh, as competitors as uh so, the main the main antagonist so here here's the thing and this is where i i think we could segue into yeah uh, more specifics and here's why i think 
you know, upon rewatch of this movie, this movie does have potential to like, if it's not in a top 15 for me, it has potential Mm -hmm. to break through. And that is uh, because upon first watch, I think um, Wanda is one of the best Marvel villains we have gotten to date agreed i think right now as constituted it goes um you know loki thanos Mm -hmm. and then it's probably wanda for me as far as Ah. villains go i think she is that right was top tier the marvel villain for so far in the MCU. I'm inclined to agree. And for the follow, I'm inclined to agree. We, so Loki and Thanos and uh, Wanda all lean in and have purpose. Like Thanos is a bad guy, but like obviously not to himself because he thinks he's saving the universe in his own twisted way right he's like you're all sucking the resources up you're wasting everything away in order for everything to survive we have to shrink you know we have to thin the herd like that's his logic and he you know he's he's like in his mind he's trying to save the universe uh while being an awesome villain Mm -hmm. loki is it it can't get out of his own way until the end. You know, he is mischievous as is the character's nature, but also deeply hurt by the, like, you know, he doesn't know where he fits in. He's the adopted son. Yes. He doesn't know where he fits in, but he's trying to like prove himself with his family. And he's also jealous of Thor and feels like he wants to rule everything. And then Wanda, which this is a testament to the genius uh, of the folks over at Marvel. This movie plays in both ways. If you haven't seen WandaVision. You have to have seen WandaVision to understand this movie. I don't know about that. I'll tell you why. Ultimately, yes. But if you haven't seen WandaVision, you still know she lost Vision. And she's hurt by that. Yeah. And you know, like they do a good enough job of explaining in the movie, you know, that she had this thing where she invented these two kids and the blah, blah, blah. But having seen WandaVision and having all the pieces of the puzzle, this movie was so powerful because again, she leans in and you're, you're almost with her. Like you almost get it. It's, her, she feels like her family was destroyed. Even and she's though, doing anything she can yeah. to get there. Yeah, I think like there was a lot of criticism of where they took Wanda and what they did with her. Um, but I because get it. They felt like WandaVision was the close. She got closure. Right. For her, like with her evil ways or whatever, her, her break. But to me, mm. that's not true. Like what happens with WandaVision is 
she's originally devastated uh, on top of all the loss that she's already had in her life she right. loses the love of her life which is vision and she right. the events of wandavision occur because she's trying to get vision back right well, she, she's trying to get but vision then back during this process she which was through manipulation of agatha harkness right ends up having fictional children that she wasn't that that was never part of the plan of her re- reunion with vision never so part of the plan. she experiences another different loss by the end of wandavision when her kids aren't there anymore and then you have on top of the fact that she's being corrupted by the dark hold right all this time we're trying to figure out how to get her children back then yeah obviously she's going to turn bad and not think about the consequences again of what she's doing but again i get it like it just plays with me like i because i love the argument that the quote-unquote good guys are trying to have you know dr strange america and all that stuff like you don't actually have these kids you know you you lost this feeling you you know what it's like but they're not yours right they're they're these other people's in these other universes Mm -hmm. and at one point in the story it's like well you know what's going to happen to their actual mother the other you and her like it was just it was powerful like i would that's how i would describe it i i think this was a good film because the the conceit of the movie was interesting it's like she she would have to eliminate her other self in order to assume the role of of mother to these kids right and and it's just like but she you know she is wanda so the other universe is wanda like is that a separate person is she are they all like i just i i really dug it i was curious where they were going to go with the multiverse i think this was a great choice i think she is absolutely one of the better villains i mean look at some of the worst villains we've had i I, you know i was a little disappointed with uh claw you know Andy Circus. I don't think it was Andy Circus's fault. No, it's not. It's just he he you know, was, they didn't give him a lot to sidelined. Do. They yeah. didn't give him a ton to do. I think I think the, the, the Dome King from Thor 2 or whatever that guy was. Yeah, what the like the elf that you got yeah. like ghost from Ant-Man. Like yeah. the Marvel certainly has a villain problem. Agreed. Like consistently throughout there are not a lot of great Marvel villains and it's especially because they die yes often like they don't continue like the the constant outside of you know them having great arcs is that we're, like the best marvel villains for the most part die. are ones that are around for a while well thanos we had him and a full, we got full storyline to the point where infinity war is literally about Thanos's journey yes. getting the infinity stones. It's not about 
he's the quote unquote hero of that that film. which is a bold move. Um, you have Loki. Obviously, we have seen his journey from the first Thor movie through we're gonna you know yep. through we're gonna get a season two of, of loki wanda we have started with her in age of ultron and now we've it's led us to um multiverse of madness so it's these people where we get to see a full arc and character development and really understand what's driving them that's a huge thing is like what's the best villains are the ones where it's like you disagree with how they're going about what they're doing, but, but you, you at least understand the logic. It. Right. You understand how they got yep. to, to their where they conclusion, are. even though you disagree with their conclusion. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, it was just apart from being, like I said, a good film, apart from all the actors and characters firing on all cylinders, this was, and you know, it wasn't like, uh, which this skirts a fine line too. While this was a very maternal movie, like obviously about motherhood, mm-hmm. it wasn't about men versus women. Like it wasn't Doctor Strange is a man and he's fighting uh, Wanda and it's a it, or or wokeness or anything like that. Like this was about two characters on you know trying to bring about a, a positive resolution for the universe yeah because they're all towing a fine line like right to that point like there's the line that wanda gives when she's talking about it with dr strange early on and she says well you gave up the time stone to thanos yeah, right and did that you were allowed to do that i'm not allowed to do this that doesn't seem fair and it's a great it was a great dynamic it they was, were able to to implement uh, uh, throughout the movie. It was a great dynamic, and the other thing that that caught my eye was, I I never once had a uh, an issue with their altercations because they both felt like again not men and women but like powerful figures, and. I'm watching Wanda, who is possibly the the most powerful entity in the the Marvel universe to this point. Oh yeah, yep. and you know in this universe that we've been watching, mm-hmm. and she's battling you know an, a a wizard at the top of his game, but at one point in the film, she assumes the body of her other self in one of the other universes who like goes on this chase and she's in like jeans and a, and a mom hoodie and mm-hmm. bare feet. And, you know, once I was doing my, like my rewatch in my head, getting ready for the podcast, I, I'm like, that might've been genius because it's, she just is powerful. It's not like her uniform or her, she puts on the, the yeah, crown yeah, yeah. Or the man. and, Watching her chase down the the main characters and blast through these doors and take the hits and get bloodied up and you know her her like it's like Bruce Willis and Die Hard her feet are all jacked up as she's chasing them. yeah 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 that was that was uh rough 
Like that was she. She but looked it's also like illustrates how solely focused yes. she was on yes. on her mission. Laser focused. Um. Well, let's talk about. I think that's a good segue. Let's talk about the the big see moments. The big cameos. Oh sure. From from this with that everyone had been anticipating. It got unfortunately for me. It got leaked. Right. Um, so it was not a surprise to me going in to the movie. Um, but we had our, you know, a look at Black Bolt being brought back in an alternate universe. Right. Uh, Peggy Carter. We had uh, Captain Marvel, but this time it was um, not Monica Rambeau, but her mother. Her um, mother. And then you have Professor X, which I which did everyone not know. knew. Oh, so that was from the trailer. His voice plays in the trailer. Oh, yeah. So maybe I didn't know this. That's awesome that you you didn't know it in the moment or didn't remember in the moment. And John Krasinski, who has been fan cast for years, playing Reed Richards. It played for me. I was okay with it. So uh, how, like, what were your takeaways from from that? (sighs) Uh, from that, from that whole situation. Okay, so from that whole situation, uh, the Peggy Carter thing. It was nice because I did enjoy the what if. We talked about this in the last episode. Yep, like, yep, yep. I enjoyed what if a little bit more than you, but like sadly, but also not sadly, I it was all lost on me when Krasinski and Patrick Stewart showed up of course i was like i don't care about anything else in the scene i don't care what's happening i stopped looking at at dr strange i my mind i was audibly excited in the movie theater yep it was the krasinski of it all played very well for me i want to see that movie but finally seeing professor x in the floating yellow wheelchair and you notice they played the uh the 90s cartoon yes. music when he came out i erupted in joy like yeah. it, it was it was glorious to see it and i just it, i that to me was almost like the best part of the movie <laughs> and it was not long like it was a a little susan of another world Oh yeah, it was powerful. It made a difference, but I, de- I, I desperately want to see. But you're not going to because, again, spoiler alert, you know they're dead. Well, yeah, it's shocking what they right. do to them almost immediately. Almost, but immediately. I thought that was a great scene. I think it was a great scene. It was incredible. The Illuminati and, and the was lines, tremendous too. That she's giving during that, yes. where you, one like brutal kills oh my god but like also perfect like the 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 black bolt kill yes unbelievable so unbelievable uh just like i can't believe they put that in a marvel movie but i'll tell you Um, what that's that was the thought that went through my head i'm like wow that might have been a bit much yeah that was extreme yeah that was extreme but and even like peggy carter oh she gets split you see her when she falls, you see her body yep. split. Um, and then you have, you know, a, just the like the little details that they add in where it's like 
she's talking to Reed Richards and she says, do you have children? And he says, yes. And she says, do they, do they have a mother? Mm. And he says, yes. And she she goes, Oh good. They'll have someone taking care of that. Like pitch perfect. And also horrifying. Yes. Giving us that horror element is just, they, they did such a good job. She appeared witch like like she's the scarlet witch absolutely and absolutely. there were scenes and that was one of them that I, I i think for every generation since the 1930s their image of a witch is the wicked witch of the west mm-hmm. from the wizard of oz i think that is it, 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 universally maybe not even just in america but like globally i think that is the image of the witch so there were moments where her tone her demeanor obviously her fingers like that the way she you know cast her spells it was all so reminiscent of that that it it almost it almost like brought me back in age to when Mm -hmm. i had first seen the like the wicked witch and i was like this is this is new like this is we have not seen this Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of people, too, that struggled with, like, the characterization of of Wanda because they've had a bunch of movies to really, like, fall in love with her and they don't want to see her break bad like this. But this is really, like, very true to the comic book material because you have, you know, like, she goes all through all this loss in the comic books, too, and then has her break where she does all this unspeakable right horrific stuff and then from there which is the there's a lot more runway room for them to to go with here with this character is now you know i uh, i think she survives okay the, well, the end right. i think she'll be back um i think this wanda survives and I think yeah. the, the future for her is now having to deal with and, and cope with all of the wrong that she's done. That's like now what the character is going to have to go through is now having to live with everything that she did, which, again, is a big part of, of her arc in the comics is she, you know, in the comic books, she kills a bunch of Avengers when she has her psychotic break and then she yeah you know gets rid of 90 percent of the mutants in the world when she says no more mutants and like she does all this stuff before she kind of comes back um so i i think there's a lot more room to go with with this character i think she's definitely going to be back um and i'm i'm excited to see it i'm excited to see it here's the problem i'm actually i'm going to retract that i'm not because I think as we go into phase four, we have to start eliminating the old guard. Yeah. And give, you know, start moving in a new direction. And I think, I do think this was a good exit for her for the following reasons. After WandaVision, she like righted her ship to the point where I don't think she was normal again. But she had kind of reached enough closure where if that was it, okay. But also, you totally understand. Like, this is a, this is a parent who 
lost her family and wants to get them back. Like, I think her arc here, while like you were explaining close to the comic book um, storyline and, and legend, it's, it's, it's just right for the character. Like it yeah. just makes sense to me. And then for her at the end of this to get herself straight, realize that, you know, wherever in all these universes where these kids exist, they're happy. Mm-hmm. And to, again, as a parent, sacrifice to keep them happy. You know, you, you sacrifice yourself to keep them happy. I think this should be the end of her. Okay. I, I, that's fair. I think that's fair. And like, I just, I think, because I think if you bring her back, it undercuts too much. Okay. You know, Thanos, we need to be done with him. Wanda, I think we need to be done with her because she, in my mind, she goes away a hero, not a villain. Yeah. And, you know, the other people we've been, you know, uh, Captain America, we're done with him now. He's, he's done everything he needs to do. That character's done everything he needs to do. Like, let those, uh, Tony Stark, he's done everything he needs to do for us. The mm-hmm. only mistake I think they made with Tony Stark is he should have been the voice of all the technology instead of like these different voices. He should have been the new Jarvis. Well, I think there's still people who think there's he will be. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of theories out there um, that he, because he becomes the voice um, in the comic books, he becomes the voice at, at, at one point. Yeah. They think he'll be the voice for Ironheart. Okay, okay. Um, Which I'm good with. Yeah, so that's what they think, but we'll we'll see we'll see if that happens um how let's i i think i guess this we got two more things to talk about with this movie i yeah. i would say the first would be uh america chavez yeah we haven't spoken about at all how how did you feel about her character's intro here um she definitely seems like someone who's going to be sticking around in the mcu definitely. um what what were your thoughts I my it's I, I think she was perfectly you uh, a I like the character B I think she was perfectly used because uh, she was the she was the necessary element to have the confrontation between Doctor Strange and Wanda mm-hmm. but she didn't overtake the movie like she didn't steal yeah. the movie from the two main characters. Right. And I was afraid, like, is this going to be about her more than it's about the story? Yeah. And, and that was not the case. So that's another example of like, this was done right. I I think too, with, with Dr. Strange kind of going back to that point of, you know, seeing what the other Dr. Stranges are doing in the other universes and how he's always going to, oh, there's only one possible solution to this problem. So regardless of what happens, right. I need to go with the, you know, the, the path of least resistance yep. and what's going to do the least amount of harm, right? Because there's right. this, 
there's this idea of like, yes, Doctor Strange in in Infinity War and Endgame, he only he saw the only possibility was to sacrifice five years of life yeah. from half of the universe in order to for everyone to be whole again where was that sacrifice necessary he believed it so um but it was still a sacrifice nonetheless um for a lot of people right and so it's like uh, you know the uh, yes it's great that everyone got brought back but people aren't going to get those five years back that they missed um, there were still a lot of lives devastated, even with all of them coming back. Um, and so there's, you know, there's the moment where it's like, she doesn't know how to use this power. It's easier if she goes uh, as opposed to trying to have faith in her that she can, that what needs to be done will be done. Um and I think I thought it was a good moment where he's like, no, I'm going to let you do this. Like, I know you think I'm a, I, I'm, it's very um, selfless of you that you're about to sacrifice yourself, but don't, you can do this. You've been doing right. this the whole time. Just like channel that and, and do what you got to do. They put him almost like in a mentor, like teaching role. Um, yeah. And he learned a little something too, along the way. I, again, I just, it was, it was very well done. I'm going to have to officially do my ranking maybe tonight and get my act together. But I, I think that was tremendous. And Sam Raimi, I, uh, from what I understand, made a comment like, you know, I, ha I had to do this movie to show those kids how a superhero movie ought to be made. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like he was absolutely right like you know bold move cotton let's see how it plays out for him he was right he was definitely in his bag like yeah. he was just trying to do as much stuff as possible he, yes he didn't leave anything on the cutting room floor like every no. idea that he had Is every idea there. that the writers of the movie had yes seems like it was in there oh and and i would say this too like we were talking about that scene where she essentially wipes out the illuminati and how dark and bloody and gritty that scene was but also like while i was sitting there going oh my god like wow oh my god they're, they're going to put this in they're really going to leave that in i was also thinking to myself this is exactly how it would go down if someone had that kind of power of course yeah like i agree this is exactly what would happen um I, I think where we should leave off is the um, the teaser at the end that we get, or the you know the post credits, right? That that we get get um, at the end where we have uh, Charlize Theron coming through a portal from yeah. the, the dark dimension or whatever it is, wherever Dormammu is from, and uh, you know needing Doctor Strange's help. Um, Charlie Saren playing Clea, who is in the comic books, the daughter of Dormammu right. and love interest. And at one point, wife of Dr. Strange um, and Dr. Strange in the movie, he has the third eye because that's the, the evil that he received from doing, you know, 
using the dark hold at one point to yes. to defeat um to defeat scarlet witch how what where did that leave you it 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 left me in several places one i liked where they're going two dormammu is the doctor strange big bad uh not just from the movie but from the comics so this character is necessary um but three i don't know how i feel about charlize theron for no other reason yeah for no other reason than uh, like i think she's like overplayed a little bit I like. I can't say I don't like her acting. Like a, a monster, which is goes way back, tremendous. Uh, more recently, um, I'm a huge fan. I know you are too of Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, yes. Uh, tremendous. So I'm not. It's not like I don't like what she does. However, I think she, in, like I when she was in uh, what was that one. It was a suggestion you made to me where she was like a here played like a yeah 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 immortal. now I can't think of uh, I yeah. can't think of it but I know the what you're old guard about. the old the guard. old guard <laughs> good but I'm not like I don't think she's doing a lot like I I don't like an uh, an exasperated Charlize Theron okay I don't think she does like exasperation well like I like to see her act okay and the little bit of the character we got seems like it might be that this is like franchise charlie's theron certainly yes yeah so i'm worried about that like i want to see charlie theron at perfect example because we're going to talk about this later on uh charlie theron in val kilmer roles tremendous okay like like but Charlie Theron in Val Kilmer starring roles? I don't know. Okay, interesting. When Val, when Val, I've always said this, when he's next to the lead, he's the best thing in the movie. When Charlie Theron is like... Well, at least this seems like know, she'll be next to the lead, so you, you never she's know. Ma- I just want her to make a choice. Like When Charlie yeah. Theron makes choices, I think they're the right choice. When okay. she's just doing Charlie's and being like an action star or whatever, um, I'm bored by it a little bit. Okay. So it's right. it's high praise. It's not like with Charlize. When you hear this, I don't want you to be angry about it. She's gonna be so mad at you. Yeah. It's like I like your stuff. I like what you do, but I, you know, I want you like I want to see you do something interesting. <laughs> um. So I'm hesitant. Tentative. Tentative. Okay. Tentative. Okay. Tentative. Um, let's do some rolling or trolling. Let's do rolling trolling. Let's leave with this. Uh, in the what if when we had Marvel zombies, yeah, I was digging it, and then I knew this like I knew Sam Raimi was going to throw something in there. And when we got zombie Doctor Strange, I was again filled with joy. I'm sure, and I, I just loved it. So I, we can leave it at that. Yeah, but, it was a great way to come f- full yes. circle from the beginning of the this movie. This movie had a lot of the things that are like triggers for me. Like it yeah. had a lot of what, what I needed. Of course, of yeah. course. Um, so 
we are actually i think we'll we'll save for next week there there have been a bunch of trailers that have released recently that we're right. gonna have to go back and make sure we've both watched we have she new she hulk trailer oh yeah um today um there's a new trailer for andor right that just uh came out um so we'll talk about that because there's big like star wars weekend that's happening um so we'll we'll kick off with what's going on in the star wars world um and that is we are getting a um disney plus uh star wars series set in the time of mandalorian that's going to be called the skeleton crew right. um it's going being developed by spider-man director john watts and it's going to star jude law <sighs> okay all right uh, i'm not here's what i'm going to say i don't think we need it I'm, I, I'm sure they'll do a good job and it'll take us down an avenue we want to see. Of everything that I've heard about this, it's the Jude Law that worries me. Okay. Because I was not uh, enamored with him in uh, Captain Marvel, although I think there was a lot of problems in that movie. Yeah. I was not thrilled with him <clears throat> in much to be quite honest i'm trying to search for like my my favorite jude law it might be the talented mr ripley okay uh but I, like i just i don't know i don't know if i'm if i'm in to follow him somewhere but i'm i'm willing um i'm gonna roll with it because uh one because of john watts i'm gonna slow roll and and two just because I think um, they're doing good things with the Star Wars shows. I, uh, I wasn't thrilled with Boba Fett, hmm. um, but I think they're going to pick it back up with Obi-Wan and then with, with Andor. Um, I, I think both of those look really good, and I'm excited to watch Obi-Wan tomorrow. Um, uh, yes. Staying in that world, um, obviously we are we're now it's confirmed we are getting Andor at the end of August, but it's also been confirmed that we will be getting the Mandalorian season three and Ahsoka coming before the end of or when will it be? Oh, Mandalorian season three is coming February 2023 and Ahsoka will be coming later in 2023 later 2023 i listen i'm all for it ahsoka i i can't wait for her. i want to follow a jedi i'm good with following ahsoka i enjoyed um the clone wars even though it played with the um the jedi master jedi apprentice issue like giving anakin an apprentice kind of even though he was still an apprentice to Obi-Wan but I like their their explanation was serviceable for me mm -hmm. so I'm willing I'm ready Boba Fett I want to see a season two because I hope that they kind they come into their own the Mandalorian has been nailing it every season and Obi-Wan I just sense 
is going to be everything. <laughs> I just sense it. Um, let, let's let's stay again in the Star Wars world because I think okay. you're going to like this. Okay. Um, according to Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy, the upcoming in-development uh, Disney Plus show Star Wars The Acolyte right. will turn parts of the old extended universe into canon again. I'm ready for it, but some of the major issues they've already uh, destroyed, essentially, like the uh, the Ben Solo of it all, I, they messed up. The um, Luke Skywalker, which we talked about in our last episode. Yeah, but it, it seems like those, like weren't really they weren't following canon at all so like if something that star wars fans want is like pulling actually pulling from the tons of books that were written yeah. that weren't considered canon anymore and now they possibly will oh, be no. i think that's i a good agree thing, right I, I it's a great thing i'm rolling with that it's just like the major things in the canon that i wanted to see they've deviated i think too far from and can't gotcha. retcon it gotcha but absolutely no i'm ready for this what what would be great uh and it's too it might be too confusing now because you have mandalorian and boba fett existing in the same universe five years later after the destruction of the death star uh, the yeah the death mm -hmm. star um what would be awesome is the books uh uh, tales from Mos Eisley and okay. Tales of the Bounty Hunters, and that like they were awesome. Gotcha. So, you know, and I'd like to see, even though they did a very poor job in Boba Fett with the, the huts, I'd like to see a, a live action prop Jabba the Hut, mm -hmm. sh not show focused on Jabba the Hut. But focused around the bounty hunters that worked for, you know, gotcha. Job of the Hut, and see a, a, a prop, like not a CGI, but a prop Boba Fett, uh, yeah. uh, Job of the Hut. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, according to Tom Hiddleston, the entire Loki cast is coming back for Loki season two, which begins filming in the next couple weeks. Loki season two begins filming in the next couple weeks. I'm and the entire down. cast is back. Tremendous. Now, when they say entire, when he says entire cast, do you think that also means um, Jonathan Majors Kang is also returning? I would imagine so because at the end, That'd be considered cameo or part of the cast. I'm hoping cast because I would love to see him again in Loki season two. I'm ho I hope I think they the kind of have to, well. right? They have to, he has to be in that show because that's how they left what off. happens at the end, right? Right. No, we need it. Yeah. It's too much of a essential part of, of they got to wrap that up. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, finally, we, we can leave it at this. Um, Sony has announced 
that there are TV shows in development for their Horizon franchise at Netflix, yeah. God of War at Amazon, and Gran Turismo hasn't been sold to anyone yet, but is being chopped around. Um, meanwhile, you have The Last of Us that's going to be coming to HBO Max this year. Of uh, all of an, them, that's the one I care about. We had an Uncharted movie that came out in February starring right. Tom Holland, um, and there's a Ghost of Tsushima um, movie in development. Um this is more of a question for you than a rolling or trolling. Um, do you think video game properties are about to be the next comic books for the movie industry? Because uh, we're getting a lot like we had Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We've got yeah. a Mario movie coming out. Um, a lot of video game movies are, are coming out. And, you know, the movie industry loves yeah. pre-existing IP. They certainly do. I think so, that's what they want to happen. And I, I can't look, obviously that's a trend. I think the movie industry, uh, you know, big movie is trying to steer us in that direction because I, I feel they see the Marvel magic uh, waning a bit. Okay. Like not, not that people don't still enjoy these movies, but it's, it's not like it was like they're, we like we knew they were building to something then they did it and so now this rebuild doesn't necessarily seem like we're heading towards an end goal like an end game yeah it just seems like we're making more movies um so i think they're going to struggle with that and 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 marvel fatigue a little bit so i think they want to find a, another option i would say i i don't I would say it's it's coming in drips and drabs, but then again, in the '90s and early aughts, it was happening in the same way. Like you got Spawn, you got Blade in the '90s, you had uh, Spider-Man early aughts, you had X-Men early aughts, and then they figured out let's make a universe. Right. So you know now you're getting Uncharted, you're getting. Uh, Mario, you're getting the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog and, and all that. I like, I guess I just don't think it's going to be as successful. Yeah, I think really it's more of a sign of what's going on overall with, yeah. with where movies and even that now TV is headed is, um, you know, to make a movie is an expensive proposition thing to do. And so, what, what all these, um, movie production companies have decided is it is less risky to make a movie about existing IP that we know people are interested in right? than it is to try to make brand new IP and hope that it works. Hope for the best. Yeah, Whereas with things like comic books, books, and video games are much cheaper Right to make than movies, so they can create brand new IP without issues. I mean, no, you know, no one's accused these people of not being smart, and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna make they're gonna get theirs. I think there's I think there's potential for this because there's a lot of great storytelling happening that happens within video games. Um, right. I think it's much more conducive to television than it is to film. 
100%. So that's why I am excited. You know, we've seen it's currently, I haven't watched the show, but it is seems like a successful show is The Witcher. Seems like a successful I, show that's based yeah. off a video game that I've never played, but is a very popular Agreed. video game as well. Um, but I, like you said, I'm excited to see The Last of Us. I think that ha- that has um, interesting implications for the future of where video games go correct in film and tv i think um so we'll see and i think you know god of war is a very um popular video game horizon i really enjoyed those games like that could be a really big television series as well so we'll see we'll see what they're able to do with those and if maybe tv is actually the place for video games and not so much uh, movies i yeah i mean i don't know that Sonic the Hedgehog is the runaway success that they wanted. I think it's serviceable. Um, Uncharted came and went mm-hmm. quicker than I thought it would. The Mario movie, I'm I'm curious about. You know my position on it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I am curious about because the other thing is, I might be one of eight people still walking the earth who loved. Super Mario Brothers movie from oh the boy late yeah 90s. you definitely are eight I, is eight I, I mean, is courteous eight is courteous I I dug it I mean I just what can I say um so I I want to see you know uh, I'm 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 curious to see where they go with this my personal view is I think we're entering a dangerous time in filmmaking because I believe we are watching over, presiding over the death of the $20 million movie. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we're, we're presiding over the death of, uh, and I, I know he's a controversial figure to use, but the type of movie Woody Allen would make. Okay. Like we're, I don't think we're going to see, or we've seen the last days of, you know, the Annie Halls, the Manhattans. Uh, I think the, the, I'm trying to find another director, like a Woody Allen-esque. Let's, well, let's say like a, how about like a um, Nora Ephron? A Nora Ephron. Like a, like a One Harry Met yes. Sally. Or yes. Or You've Got Mail. Right. Or like a rom-com like that, Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. I think we've, which upsets me because if they played their cards right, I think we could live through a golden age of those movies and yeah. you do something new. Obviously, the formula's played out. You know, a guy falls in love with a girl, they find each other at the end, the blah, blah, blah. You know, the who, the who, you've got mail of it all. But I, they, these, these studios have made their fortune. Now go out there and produce some reasonably priced movie. Like this should be the age of uh, those movies. I think the problem well, with it should... is you're not yeah. going to get people to go see like movie theaters now are almost exclusively for uh, blockbuster event films. Yeah, it needs to be an event. You need an right. excuse because so much is at our fingertips that it needs right. to be an event that you want to go see with right. a group of people, um, which I think is just what it is now. 
um, the logical place for me for those types of movies is streaming, right? Uh, and sadly, it seemed yes. like that's yeah. where it was going, but now right. streaming is kind of on the fritz a little bit. But we could get into that. We could I get think, but like, another time. Let's, that's a whole separate. Let, let's just like for what like the last thing I'll throw in there is Joe versus the volcano. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, where's the Joe versus the volcano movie? Yep. Of today. Totally. That I think would be a winner. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a winner. It's it's peculiar. It's strange. Like, why would you make that? Another Tom Hanks joint, like The Burbs, which right. I don't know if you've ever seen. I well, love. they don't make comedies anymore either. Exactly. In general. For, in general. for wide release. Yeah. So um, I don't know. That's what we need. But ca- carry on. You're right. We need. We should move on. Let's let's talk about our. Uh, collective uh, suggestion for next week again. Um, right. We we did this last week with uh, Multiverse of Madness. Now we are suggesting the Top Gun movies. Yes. So I have recently rewatched the first Top Gun. I think you should as well for next week. And then sure. we are both going to go out and see Top Gun Maverick this weekend. Um, and we're going to talk about it next week. So that's our suggestion. Excellent. Um, uh, before we leave. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a little, I think we need to discuss some news that occurred just today. Okay. Um, today, May 26, 2022, we lost Ray Liotta. Yes, sir. At the age of 67, which is crazy. Although he was not looking like good. There's something there. You know, he, I think we're going to find out in the days to come that something was up, uh, obviously, but maybe something a little more nefarious because he was looking a little haggard. Um, Ray Liotta, everybody's going to point to Goodfellas. Everybody's going to say, oh, Ray Liotta, Goodfellas, the 19, you know, 1990, that kind of thing. But Ray Liotta is an underrated great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, comedically, in the Heartbreakers, the movie with uh, Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Love Hewitt, they play kind of con, like the, the con men, but they're con women uh, movie. Tremendous. And he was very funny in that role. Uh, he plays like he plays the heavy very well. Uh, yeah. He was in Hannibal, the sequel to Silence of the Lambs, where uh they replaced Jodie Foster with um, one of my favorites uh, that I can't think of her name, uh, Julianne Moore. Yes. He played her kind of conniving uh, co-worker. Excellent job in that. And then finally, like the movie I find myself going back to for Ray Liotta enjoyment is actually the movie Identity. Okay. It's a horror movie, but it's the type of horror movie you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because it's it is it it has some jump scares, but it's really more cerebral than it is horrifying. Gotcha. And it's not about gore. It's in fact there really is no gore. It's like most of spoiler alert, most of the deaths happen off camera. Gotcha. And and the characters find them. But it's an ensemble cast 
and everybody is suspicious of everyone else. Uh-huh. It is a whodunit. And Ray Liotta is really like level and calm and and malevolent, but I won't spoil it for you because it may be a suggestion. Like maybe he's a bad guy, maybe he's not. Yeah, I could be into that. Yeah, but I want to like I I want to really give him his due. That and really Ray Liotta also in his TV appearances and everywhere else seemed to have a good sense of humor about himself and his his uh, image of a like gangster from the Goodfellow right. days. Of course. And I always like uh, a famous person who's got a sense of humor. So yeah. a, a, a huge positive send off to Ray Liotta. He did me- much good work yes. in his time. Uh- sad situation but we will try to you know take the positive out yeah. of it and we we have a lot of um we have a lot that he left for us to to enjoy yeah like really so i think we're still ending out. the pot the, the pod on a positive note yes despite you know despite the loss he will be missed but um we we still have a lot to to be able to to you know indeed keep him around which is good um on that note we appreciate all of you for listening to another episode of it was all stream if you are enjoying the podcast please like subscribe rate review wherever it is that you are listening we're on all the major podcast platforms and we are also on the major website glued to the screen.com that is glued number two the screen.com neil what do you got to say to the people stream on everybody